Scripture reading this morning comes from Psalm 33. If you're using the Blue Pew Bibles, it's on page 463. Psalm 33. Please rise for the reading of God's word. Shout for the joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, and the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by its great might it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. This past Tuesday, to Ilya and I, to war our 2017 Astro World Champion t-shirt. We wore it proudly as we went to the Astros game. The crowd uh, came in droves. Stadium was packed out as uh, we were rooting for our Astros team. There was electricity in the air as the starting lineup was introduced. The fans shout and yelled at the players being introduced. One of the crowd's favorite was Jose Altuve. Many of the fans wore the jersey with the number 27 behind it, which was Altuve's number. Just acknowledge that uh, they are not only a fan, but uh, they rue for Altuve. He indeed was acknowledged as a great player. As you remember last year, he won the batting championship in the American League. 
I particularly admire Altuve because we are about the same height, 5'5". Five, five. My wife said if I just work on things, I might have a chance. Well, to, when to Altuve was introduced, everyone stood up on their feet and yelling on the top of their lungs. They were giving words to Jose Altuve. This morning, as uh, we will be studying Psalms 33, the psalmist is calling the people to give worth to God. Or in other words, we are to worship God and to praise Him, to acknowledge Him, to give Him His worth. Well, why are we to worship God? And how should we approach God as we understand who He is? See, our true understanding of God will determine how we behave every day. If you have uh, your bulletin, you can open it up. Uh, I do have a sermon outlined. That's enclosed. There are three major points I'd like to make in my message this morning. That is the call to worship, which is followed by the causes for worship. And lastly, the choice to worship. Let us take a look at the first point a little bit uh, more carefully, which is the call to worship. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalms 33. We will be looking at the first three verses. Psalms 33. I'll be reading from the NIV, and it says, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp and make music to him in the ten-string lark. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Here we see the psalmist, he starts this psalms by calling the righteous to worship. Worship is simply giving worth to someone. We give worth to all kinds of people, particularly celebrities or movie stars, athletes. Who do you give worth to? Well, in Houston, uh, uh, one of the so-called heroes that we give worth to is J.J. Watts. And some might worship Taylor Swift. Some of you do. Well, what does it mean to worship someone? It's basically you have such high value of that individual, you brag about that person. You talk about that person. You, you recognize all the things that person has done. And you want to imitate that person. And to some degree, these individuals can be our idols. That's what worship is all about. 
But instead of worshiping earthly figures, the psalmist calls us to worship God by singing joyfully to the Lord with our voices as well as with instruments. As we take a look at the first three verses, it's made out of six sentences. And five of them are imperative or commands calling the readers to praise God. They're called to sing joyfully to the Lord. They're called to praise the Lord. They're called to make music to Him. They're called to sing to Him a new song. They're called to play skillfully. And you might want to ask, well, well, why should we worship God? It says um, that it is fitting. It's the right thing to. It, is, it should be natural to respond in this way. We notice in verse 3, it goes on and say, they are to sing to him with a new song. The new song is, uh, is uh, to respond to something that is new, a new deliverance, a new thing that has happened to us that God has done for us. Something new that's caused us to be exuberant, to be excited, and we express that through a new song. He speaks of God constantly working in our lives. We should regularly respond with a shout of joy. It's like saying, God, you're awesome. We want to tell others about God's awesomeness. We should show off God, how great our God is, by praising him. Do you have something to brag about God this morning? Well, when we brag about God, that is worship. We give worth to God because He's worthy of our praise. May we be aware of what God is doing in our life every day, and may we be eager to tell others about it. And we express that through worship. And we see the first... uh, section here, the call to worship, the psalmist continues by explaining the causes for worship. In another word, why should we worship God? What is the reason that will bring us to the point of praising God and glorifying Him? Well, I see in the next section that uh, there are five causes or five reasons for worship. The first cause is that we praise God for His truth, His righteousness, His judgment. It, 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 it describes in this section a whole bunch of God's character. Just because of who you are, your character, I want to praise you. Take a look in verses 4 and 5. It says, For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful to all He does. The Lord loves righteousness and judges, judges, justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. 
See, the better we understand who God is, the more we would acknowledge Him and worship Him. Because we know that God's Word is right and true. We can depend upon God. God provides absolute laws that's always right and it's always true. If we follow it, it will guide us to the right way. God is faithful in all that He does. It literally means that God's work is trustworthy. We can count on God to fulfill the promises that He makes to us. He goes on to speak about His unfailing love. That's just keeping his promise. Therefore, we are to trust in everything that he does. We know that everything he makes is sound inside and out. In verse 5, the psalmist described what is most important to God. That God loves righteousness and justice. And because it is true, we know that he will take avenge those who do evil. Instead of us taking revenge, God says that we are to let him take care of it. Particularly those people that might mistreat us, we might be tempted to want to get back at the other person. But God, being a just God, may we... Leave room for God because He is fair. He is just. No one can pull wolves over His eyes. Ultimately, justice will prevail. Let us not take things into our own hand. And one last characteristic in this section that God brings up is His unfairness. Failing love. This is the Hebrew word hesed, which is a very important character of God. It speaks of loyalty. It speaks of covenant-keeping love. God keeps His promise. We can count on Him, for He loves us. He is loyal to us, and He gives us a lot of security. And because God's character is overwhelming, that we should respond by worshiping Him. For He is worthy of our worship. Well, let us look at the second reason why we are to worship the Lord. We praise God for His power over creation. Let's take a look at verse 6 to 9. It reads, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry hosts by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into the jars. He puts deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke 
and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. Another reason why we are to worship the Lord is because of His power. As it's been demonstrated in creation through His Word. The heavens and the earth came into existence by the breath of His mouth. He made everything into existence. He made everything out of nothing. Back in 2010, there were, were a group of 25 of us that took a trip to Mount Sinai. It was in the middle of the night, shortly after midnight, that we started our journey up Mount Sinai. And it was our goal to get to the top of the mountain to witness the sunrise. We uh, got on camels for the first couple of hours. It was a clear night with a full moon shining down upon us from the sky. As I gazed up into the sky, I could see thousands of stars. And uh, it was a spectacular view. After uh, we reached a particular height in the, the mountain, we had to get off of the camel and we needed to walk up the path on foot. We joined some about 200 other people that were from all over the world that were also going up to Mount Sinai. On our way up this narrow path, I met uh, people that were from Romania. I met people from Brazil. I met people from Korea. I met people from Nigeria. There were all kinds of people from all over the world. It appears that every group from all the continents were represented in this group. All of us uh, got up there and arrived at about 5.30 a.m. We waited eagerly for the sunrise. And shortly after 6 a.m., we saw a crack of light radiating behind the far distant mountains. All of a sudden, the sun emerges out glowing with a glorious sight. And to my surprise, a large group of people there all of a sudden started singing, How Great Thou Art! Without prompting. It was amazing. I, 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 my, my, my arms were filled with goosebumps and I was just almost shaking as I saw the sunrise as we were Worshiping God, it was just kind of a natural response in seeing the sunrise and acknowledging His power as the creator of the universe. We gave worth to God. We gave glory to God, recognizing how big He is and how small we are. 
So that, ev- that evening started, I looked up at the uncountable stars, which really represented a small percentage of some 200 million stars in our galaxy. Yet it is only one galaxy among millions of galaxies. That's in our universe. And also, we know that there are countless universes. I mean, we can't even imagine all that God has created. Yet all the stars that he has hung in space, God knows each one by name. He is an awesome God. He is a powerful God. And he is the one that we bow down to worship him. So we have looked at two causes for worshipers. We praise him for his character. There are so many characters of God that we can praise him for. And we praise him for his power. And thirdly, we praise him for his sovereignty. We have not only seen God's power through his word in creation, but we see that the psalmist makes it clear that God's purpose and that his purposes will stand firm regardless of opposing plans of nations around Israel. Again, take a look in your Bible in verses 10 to 12. It says, the Lord foils the plans of the nation. He thwarts the purposes of the people. But the plans of the Lord stands firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. All that God does has a purpose. And it will come to pass. Whether we choose to support it or not. We worship God because He is sovereign. He is in total control. He will rule over all things. He, his will is all ruling. What God plans to do will happen no matter what man tries to do. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, it says, Many are the plans in man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevail. In Isaiah 46, the latter part of verse 10, it says, My purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. From the east I summon a bird of prey, from a far-off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that will I bring about. What I have planned, that will I do. 
See, nothing really surprises Lord because He is sovereign. We can feel safe in His hand. You see, Israel has a very special relationship with God because they are God's people. God proclaims that the nation, that specific nation, Israel, whose, whose God is the Lord, will be blessed. That's a wonderful promise from the Lord. Those who choose to pursue God's will and to follow it will be blessed. It is God who chose his people to pass along his inheritance. It is really no-brainer if we choose to adjust our will so that we could match God's will. Because God's will will always be done. Let us choose to be on the winning side. And we worship God for his sovereignty. He is worthy of our worship. The fourth reason why we praise God is because he is all-knowing. We worship God because his eyes are all-seeing. We see this in verses 13 to 15. It says, From the heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who consider everything they do. God keeps his eyes on all of mankind. There's nothing that goes on without his notice. And because God is all-knowing, we can go to him knowing that he understands what is going on, although we might be totally clueless as to what is going on. About four months ago, my brother-in-law um, was diagnosed as having liver cancer. Rob, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, is a committed follower of the Lord. He knew that God uh, is sovereign and that he's all-knowing. Although uh, he did not understand why he had a four-and-a-half-inch tumor, and um, he could not understand why he could not have surgery or have chemo or have radiation. Yet uh, he had confidence in the Lord. Because God is all-knowing, God knows each one of us personally. And we can find comfort that he understands us, although we might not fully understand what is going on. We can still find peace in the midst of difficult time. 
because God is all-knowing. He knows what we go through. He knows our needs, and we can find security in him. It was a difficult time for them, but yet they trusted the Lord. The final cause for worship is that we are to praise him because of his authority. Let us take a look in verses 16 to 19. It says, no king is saved by the size of the army. No warriors escape by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those whose hope is in his unveiling love. To deliver them from death and keep them alive in famines. See, God is in charge. And he will hold all the nations accountable to his righteous standards. It does not matter if one has a tremendous army or how strong one might claim to be. No one is able to stand against God. He alludes to the back in Exodus where God delivered the children of Israel out of the hands of the Egyptians. You might remember the ten plagues. And after the tenth one, Pharaoh allowed the Israelites to leave and to go back to their homeland. Shortly after that, Pharaoh realized, well, what did I do? He changed his mind. He sent his army to bring them back. Back in that time, Egypt was recognized as having the most powerful army. Well, we see God stepping in. As you remember, God parted the Red Sea with his mighty power. The children of Israel um, placed their hope in the Lord, and God rescued them. They were able to walk on dry ground to the other side, of the Red Sea. And after they have all crossed the Red Sea, God made the part of water to fill the Red Sea again. And God exerted his authority over the sea, and he destroyed the powerful Egyptian army. And we fear the Lord as we place our trust and hope in the powerful hand of God rather than the human power. Superior numbers do not challenge the power of God. His will will rule at the end. And may we seek what is God's will and his purpose. In summary, we see that psalmist in the very beginning calls us to worship him. He gives five causes or reasons why we are to worship the Lord. 
We're to praise Him for His character, praise His power, praise His sovereignty, praise His all-knowing, praise His authority. Really, the more we know God, the more we'll understand how really small we are and how big He is and how much we need our Lord. That leads us to the final section of this passage, and that is the choice to worship. Because of who God is and what He has done for us, we can choose to worship Him. And may we wait in hope and to trust in Him. Let's read the final couple of verses, beginning verse 20. It says, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. And may your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. God promises in this section that uh, by giving us a bold promise, he says, those who fear him and put their hope in his unfailing love, God will deliver them. Those who fear God are at odds with the Lord. And they see how big God is. Therefore, they're willing to give up their self-reliance, to be totally reliant on the Lord. Even though they might be in the midst of a lot of trouble, God has power to deliver us out of crisis. But just as you remember last week, Pastor Jason preached from Psalms 91, where God claims that he is the refuge and fortress. And yet, although there might be times that he might not deliver us, we can be assured that he will be there for us. Are we still willing to bow down, worship our Lord? Do we truly understand that God is in control? We know that that God loves us and he has the best for us, although there are times that we might not fully understand. We do know that God is our help and our shield. Although my brother-in-law's health was not doing well, my sisters uh, still place her hope in the Lord. When people asked her how she is doing, she tells them things are not good. But God is good. And my faith is not shattered. A couple of weeks ago, my brother-in-law went home to be with the Lord. Our hearts are heavy and broken. 
But we know that our brother, my brother-in-law, is in heaven with the Lord at this time because he has placed his personal faith in Jesus Christ. And God promised that those who believe in the Lord Jesus will be saved. There are times where things do not work as we plan. But God assures us that he is there for us. Our family is at peace, knowing that we will see him again. He is right now worshiping the Lord. We are only here on earth for a temporary period of time. God has created us to worship him. Our time on earth is only a dress rehearsal of the real thing when we will worship the Lord forever. We can put our hope in the Lord. Let's bow for prayer. Lord, may we come close to you to understand who you really are. Not just academically, not just by knowledge, but uh, by knowledge and experience. You do have a tremendous track record, Lord. May we remember all that you have done. May we understand who you are. And because of who you are and what you have done, we are to give worth to you. Yet there are times that um, might not uh, work as we desire. You, yet you still promise to be with us. You are sovereign. You know what's going on. And we can find peace and security in you. We are only here on this world for a short period of time for our life lives on. And may we take full advantage of the time that we are on earth enjoying your presence, worshiping you, giving worth to you, and serving you, understanding you are worth our worship. And Father, we um, commit ourselves to you. Help us to see how big you are. Help us to understand how small we are. Help us to recognize how much we need you. And as we pursue your will, we know that we will live fulfilled life. May we intentional in adjusting our will so that we can match your will and to be obedient to you. In Christ's name we pray.